Turn it up. You're losing. Listening to Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson, that is. Some gigantic cigars. Where's that cigar, man? Where, where's, where's the cigar? Pull it, pull it back up, man. Uh, this one's gonna be uh it's gonna be actually I went this one's called Nick, N-I-C-K. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that, but uh I went to a new cigar shop today. I've never even heard of this brand, yeah. and uh, he turned me on to it. It's pretty good. So, Nick, if you're watching, I'm doing this. You owe me, you owe me a box of cigars, my friend. <laughs> Indeed. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Butch Coltrane, also known as Levy the Gopher. Many of you know about uh, that. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for thank being you. here. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate uh, you. So I'm I always honored, like, man. No, no, come on, man. I always like to start it off to ask the question. I ask everybody these first two questions. Where were you born? Where are you from? I am from Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. SC. Yes. That's right. <laughs> okay. So what's the best thing about being where you're from? Uh, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, we're starting yeah. off amazingly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love Columbia. Um, it's, it's a, it's a little college town. I'm sure, you know, you know, Columbia, yeah, um, it, it can get a little wild over here with some of these young kids around the college. And, uh, right. there's, there's a few things to do. You know, I grew up, I grew up right next to the river down there on yeah. the O'Congaree river. So I'm old river boy. Gotcha. And, uh, I lived here until I moved out to Las Vegas for a few years, which was a culture shock. Yeah, we'll get into uh, yeah, from Columbia out there, but we can talk about that in a minute. But that's where I'm originally from, and that's where I'm at now until I, uh, uh, you know, uh, decide what I want to do. And uh, I never know where I'm going to be. That, well, well, listen, when you have options and you can say, like, when I decide, that's a that's right. way to be. That's that's called freedom right there. <laughs> that's called that's, freedom. That's called, that's, called, that's called not having a wife and not having children. <laughs> so I, can, I can just pick up and move. <laughs> I got you. So what high school did you go to? I went to Brooklyn Casey High School. Went to BC. For, uh, went to BC for about, uh, let's see, when did I turn 17? For about two years. Okay. And uh, and 
uh, me and school never got along. So uh, my mother actually told me to drop out. Really? Yeah. She said, I'm tired of waking you up. This is true. She said, I'm tired of waking you up every morning. <laughs> Go to adult education, get your EGD or whatever. But yeah, me and school never got along. But I went to Brooklyn Casey, OBC uh, high school and I lived so close to it. The bus wouldn't pick me up. I had to walk until I got a car. So yeah, that made me hate school even more. But uh, that's where, that's where I went to high school. <laughs> hey man, you just keep it real, stay true to the game because everything's not for everybody, and that's just what it is, man. That's just the life that we live and, and lead, and that's what's going on. But respect to you, man. <laughs> you yeah, well, you know what? That's right. I was never a problem in school. I wasn't, you know, the uh, I would put my head down on a desk, and I, I got. I, I remember one time uh, the teacher woke me up because I was snoring, and I was getting a little loud snoring, and uh, but. Uh, I wasn't a problem. I just, I, me and school never mixed. I was never interested in it. And I was, uh, I'm dyslexic bad. Mm -hmm. So that had a lot to do with it too. And I just, I was never interested in it. And I thought I was going to be a rock star, which uh, I don't know if that worked out. (laughs) You are a rock star though on your level. That's right. I didn't need that school. I didn't need that school. (laughs) You were saying dyslexic. I know I have a friend who, who is also. So he speaks about things, you know, the difficulties that, you know, people with dys- dyslexia have, yeah. you know, with yeah. learning, man. And, and back then it was way more difficult. They have so many mm-hmm. programs now for it. It's just different. Yep. It's way different. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, dyslexia, uh, you know, when uh, people that don't know uh, hear about it, they immediately think that you just see stuff backwards and it doesn't work. It's all kinds of crazy. I can look at a word and if I just kind of glance over at it, it'll look like an entirely different word. Mm. And if I say it out loud, then that's an embarrassing moment because I just read something wrong. Right. And it affects your math skills. Uh, it makes you go bald, apparently. And uh, <laughs> it keeps you, uh, it makes you short and fat, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to blame it all on that. I'm trying to get a check off of it if I can. You know, everybody else gets checks off of <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. So, Butch Train. what prompted the name change from Lemmy the Gopher? All right. So, uh, we we know some of the same people. I don't know if you know a lady named Melanie Myers. I uh, know. Who well. a, okay. Uh, she gave me the name. I uh, first got into radio here in Columbia. Uh, they were having a contest, mm-hmm. and it was called the New, Gof- uh, the New Office Gopher. Okay. If you won this contest, you'd get a job at the radio station. Right. And, uh, so last minute, uh, somebody said I should I should uh, send a picture in and my little resume, whatever it was. And I sent a picture of me sitting on the toilet reading a newspaper. <laughs> and I and I, I thank God for my buddy Daryl who didn't mind taking that picture because that was a real. <laughs> and trust me, he didn't see anything. Uh, anyway, so uh, I sent that in. Melanie thought it was the greatest thing she ever seen, which was crazy. And so last day of the uh, uh, sort of, here's our last contestant. His name is, and my real name is Shane. Shane, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Anyway, so I get on there, and I'm always wearing a Motorhead shirt. Right. And so there's four or five different contestants. So they wanted to, they went around and gave everybody uh, like a nickname. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people in radio don't use their real names because you're kind of local and, and uh, people can get to you. Right. You don't really want to put it your real name out there because the next thing you know, somebody's at your house. Right. And, you know, so uh, she started calling me Lemmy because I was always wearing a Motorhead, Motorhead. shirt. And, wow. and if you're if you're a total moron and you don't know, there's a band called Motorhead <laughs> and the lead singer's name was Lemmy. See, yes, Russia is a big country. <laughs> and Ukraine is a small country. Anyway, 
So uh, I, I was Lemmy the whole time. I won the contest. So I was, I was the new gopher. So I was Lemmy, the new office gopher, which right. went to Lemmy the gopher. And as much as I love Melanie, I kind of didn't like that name, but it stuck. So I was kind of stuck with it. So I ran with it from Columbia to Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. And when I had a chance to change it, I didn't like a moron. Okay. So then it got popular in Las Vegas. Anyway, I just kind of never liked it. I always had people would call me Lenny mm-hmm. or they wouldn't understand what Lemmy was. Right. And there was there was one time I was at a tattoo parlor for the radio station. And uh, uh, the, the host of the show said, go down to such and such tattoo parlor and meet Lemmy. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, a whole group of people showed up thinking they were going to see Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead. And I, I thought I was going to get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it got to where, you know, there's only one Lemmy, uh, Lemmy Kilmeister. Right. And uh, so later on, just to sort of simplify, and not to mention, unless you have an artist page on Facebook, they make you use your real name now. That's right. And, uh, That's right. Butch Coltrane is a stage name. I don't mind telling everybody that, but it's an actual name, so I can use it. If I typed in Lemmy the Gopher, it wouldn't let me use it. So, right. uh, so I just went it, and I started actually with Bubba Coltrane. Oh, and right. kind of, yeah, I'm confusing everybody. This is why this is why nobody knows who I am. <laughs> um, and then turns out there's another band out there named Bubba Coltrane and the Train Wrecks and whatever it was. So mm-hmm. I just say, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Butch. I'm gonna leave it alone, and I'll just tell people, AKA Lemmy the Gopher, and we'll go from there. So. Gotcha. That was a long story that was not nah. interesting at all. No, no, it was interesting because you talked, you spoke <laughs> about how you got into radio. Because that was mm-hmm. the question I was going to ask you, but you've already answered that. So that's beautiful. All of that ties in. That's love. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was a kid, um, first I wanted to be a chef. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm saying, and hold on, hold on. Let me say this. I've, I've seen some of your cooking stuff. The videos that oh, you, yeah. had, you know, I watched some of it. Yes, indeed. Okay, good. I'm sorry. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not bad. There's a reason I'm fat. There's a reason I'm fat. I'm not bad. But um, I wanted to be a chef to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered professional wrestling. And then that's all I wanted to do was be a wrestler. Right. And when I was a kid, that's that's I didn't care. If it was Sunday, we'd go to church. And then the wrestling, back then it was called the NWA. Yes. I would come home from church. And if it didn't come on for whatever reason or if I miss it, I would cry. <laughs> I hate it. You know, I loved it. Of course, now I think it's ridiculous. But at the time, I loved it. And then uh, later on in life, when I discovered music, then that was it. I was going to be I was going to be a guitar player and a rock star and a singer right. and a songwriter and uh, all, all of that stuff. So that uh, that's how. And I used to say, well, you know what? If the rock star thing don't work out, I can always be a DJ on the radio. And I'm mm-hmm. not even joking. I used to because really? at that time I got to an age where a lot of old rock stars were doing shows on the radio. Got you. Yeah. And, you know, like David Lee Roth and whatever. And I said, OK, well. Apparently, I can do that, and yeah. so then my interest in and it just kind of worked out that way. I ended up on the radio, so. <laughs> oh no, man, that's love. That's love. And then you you say the wrestling. You know, when I was out there doing my research, I hadn't seen the match you out there with with, with the guy, um, mm-hmm. his name. But listen, but I was like, man, you saw. I'm watching it. I'm watching this match, and I'm like, he's really good out there. <laughs> I was like, man. I was yeah. like, this was really, I, I enjoyed it. You know, we all watched wrestling when we were young, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid-Atlantic Championship. See, I'm older than you, but uh-huh. Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling and NWA, yep. and, and, and then, of course, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Watched all of that, man. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, I loved indeed. it. I, and I'm telling you, man, I used to get so upset if I, if I couldn't see it. And then uh, 
where I lived out in the out in the country, I didn't get the WWF at the time. I only got the NWA. So when right, the WWF right. started coming on all the time, I got into that. Uh, and then as I got older, I kind of got out of it. And, and now it's so stupid, I can't watch it. But <laughs> but I enjoy doing it because I get to act stupid. Right. And right. Uh, and you know what a lot of people don't know about performing is my whole entire life I've been saying that it it it's professional wrestling. Mm. You know, Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan doesn't get up in the morning. And say good morning, brother. He doesn't do that. He says, "Hey, what's going?" You know what I mean? It's an act. My whole life is an act. (laughs) (laughs) So I take that mentality on the stage, and when I'm playing, I pump myself up like I'm a wrestler. And then you turn it on, and now you're electric, and now you got the neons going, and that's how you do it. And then when you come home, you turn it off and you watch TV. That's that's what I do. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, that's great, man, because that is exactly what goes on. Indeed. Yep. When you hit that stage and you're ready to perform, you become another person. And you become- well, you know what I say? Uh, people that, you know, this whole uh, somebody's trying to do something, no matter what it is, and they'll get advice from a friend. And the friend will say, look, just go in there and be yourself. Right. And that's, prob- that's probably why things aren't working out for you, <laughs> because you're being yourself. Try to act like somebody else <laughs> because you'll be surprised how further you'll get if you just pretend to be somebody else. <laughs> yes, get out of your comfort zone. That's Indeed, right. Man. Holy catastrophe. That's love. All right. So, <laughs> Do you recall where we met? And I'm going to tell you because it all it's, it's, it's ties in. You know, I know you don't recall. I don't. So no, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and tell you where it was. It was in Charlotte. It was at a Motorhead, oh. Reverend Horton Heat, Nashville Pussy Show in Charlotte. You were with Double M, as I like to affectionately call her. Right, right. Melanie Myers. I call her Double M. That's yes. where I met you. I remember you oh. walking in with Melanie because Joel, um, a good friend of mine, Joel, I call him Joel Star, he introduced me to Melanie. And so right. he's like, Melanie, Melanie introduced me to you because you guys were together. Mm-hmm. You were walking. You were a little tipsy. You had a, you had a beer in your hand. <laughs> I remember the, I remember the mustache. So, you know, I just, listen, I was just like, my goodness. So, so you know the mustache like the handlebar joint like uh, on American Chopper with uh, the Tuttles. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of my most favorite shows in the world. I love, I don't ride motorcycles, but I am a motorcycle fan. I have a yeah, motorcycle yeah, yeah. fan. I watch every single episode of those shows. But yeah, man, that's, oh, yeah. that's where we met, man. And I just remember it was just cool. And then we were in the green room with uh, yeah. everybody, uh, just talking to everybody. And, you know, with the mm-hmm. Nashville Pussy people, we we're just back there having a good time, man. And then after that, we went to a bar. I can't remember what the bar it was called, but we all went no, to a no. bar together. I know you don't remember that, man. You, you've, done, <laughs> you've done so much in your life, you don't remember that. But me... <laughs> People always laugh at me because I remember things like that. To me, that was an important moment. And so every time I see you, I always see that stuff there. And I was just like, I remember where I met him. It was cool. Great show. You know, we we had a good time. So anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what? You're right. I don't remember meeting you there. And before (laughs) before we started recording this, I I was Uh trying to rack my brain. I said, he knows me from somewhere. I don't know where we met, but, but it had to be something through the radio right and uh but i don't know if you remember but matt sorum was playing drums that night for motorhead because mickey d couldn't get into the country for whatever legal reason really but no, matt sorum from, uh, yeah guns and roses man yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why i don't know why i remember that and <laughs> what else what, what pissed me off about that show 
And as much as I love Melanie, and she's you know she's gonna get a kick out of us talking about her, but uh, she was one of those people that just like being at the show, whereas I like watching the show. Right. And she was over here, then over there, and she's waiting. I'm gonna go outside and smoke. I'm like, they're playing Killed by Death. Why are you going outside now? <laughs> and so I met up with Melody at, a, at an Iron Maiden show in Charlotte a few years back. <laughs> she did the same damn thing. The show starts and she's talking while the show's starting. I'm like, the show's starting, woman. What? 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 I love you. <laughs> Actually, doing when, church. yeah, actually, when I actually met you as we were coming through, because uh, a dude named Simon was a uh, he was the uh, the road manager for um, Nashville Pussy. Well, uh -huh. he did, he was with my boy Toad over in England, uh, road managing with us with Stuck Mojo. So when he said he was going to be here, I was like, hey, man, I said, I'm coming up to Charlotte. I said, you know, I'm coming up to see you. And he was like, yeah, come on up, man. I got you on the list where everything's love, everything's good. So the point that I'm getting at is that when I met you, Melody was walking. Joel introduced me because Motorhead was performing and you were walking with, <laughs> walking with her. And we were kind of like right here. It's just what you said. I, I picture because I still see it. Because you were just behind her like, you know, we're just walking through. But Motorhead was performing at the time. <laughs> uh, it was driving me crazy. I wanted to stop and watch the show. But I felt like I had to hang out, hang out. And so she wanted to go outside. I went outside. Yeah, and I'm thinking that. And uh, but it was, that was a loud show, by the way, wasn't it? Yes, it was a very loud show. But it was, it yeah, was great. Yeah, you know, it was fantastic. I, yeah. I loved it. And uh, Melanie's so great. I, I love her to death. Yeah. She got me. She got me in the radio. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. So God love you, Melanie. Hugs and kisses. And yes, I'm indeed. glad she's doing well. No, yeah, yeah, indeed. I'm glad she's doing better, man. Love her, man. She's just she's great at what she does, and I wish her. Mm -hmm. Nothing but success, man. She'll continue, man. She, she, oh, she, yeah, she'll be all right. Yeah, 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 indeed. So how many radio stations have you been a DJ or worked for? Uh, two, just two. Just two. It's just two. Yeah. Okay. The one in uh, Rock 93.5, which was in Columbia. Yeah. That's where I got my start. And then uh, a, a station called Extreme Rock Radio Extreme out in Rock Las Radio. Vegas. Right, indeed. And uh, that, that's it. So how long were you at 93.5? I was only at 93.5. This let me tell you how good I am. I'm gonna tell you. Um, I was there maybe maybe a year mm -hmm. before before two guys, a guy named Dave and a guy named Brian, were trying to get this show out in Las Vegas. Right. And they were gonna take another guy with them. Mm -hmm. And I and I, I'm not gonna name names. I don't want to embarrass anybody. And uh, I came in one time and I sat down with my guitar and I played a song called "Thanks for Banging the Skanks." And uh, <laughs> I'm going uh, to get to it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, and so, say awesome. Well, yeah, later on, later on, they said, uh, "Hey, we're trying to do this show in Vegas. You want to go with us?" And so they kind of they kind of let me in instead of the other guy. And I always really? felt bad about that. But that's how I ended up in Vegas. So I was I was only on the radio maybe a year before I got the opportunity really? out in Vegas. So uh, I love to those guys too for uh, bringing me along and uh, helping me out and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, so me doing my research, you know, knowing that 93.5 has been around that long. And so, you know, mm -hmm. I went and looked at it, you know, from its inception. I was like, wow, because it used to be easy listening to music way, way back. I guess, you know, we were we born then? I don't know. We probably, maybe, <laughs> you know, but they were playing a lot of <laughs> stuff back then. And then so, so when you were there, they were just playing classic rock then at that time. Uh, rock, no, Rock 93.5. This was uh, 2004. Uh -huh. So it was whatever was going on. Grunge was still kind of happening. Still, okay. the sort of That's new right. metal stuff was taking off. Yeah. They played so it was that. every day. 
Oh my god! And, and, and oh, I'm gonna say I love Nirvana. I can't from, but my yeah. friend of mine, Cabo San Lucas, he used to, he used to say like, "Hey man, they play Nirvana every single day." He said they're gonna play it. I said, "Man, stop it!" He said, "I'm telling you, they're gonna play Nirvana <laughs> every day." So I started listening every single day. They were playing yep. Teen Spirit or Lithium or or you know, uh, anyway, man. <laughs> and and it, it it got to the point where. If if a DJ was really honest, he he would tell you how much he hates ninety percent of the stuff he plays on that station <laughs> because you hear it so much. Yeah, but so a, a little in, a little inside radio, the reason that happens is they do research on everything, right? And supposedly back then there was a new listener every fifteen minutes or so, mm-hmm. so that's why you heard the same stuff over and over Got again. You. So if you were if you let's say you were at work at a warehouse and you just had the radio on. You would hear that stuff. It would drive you crazy. But most people don't do that. They listen in the morning in the car or yeah, way home. Yeah. So that's why, you know, that's why you would hear the same stuff over. But yeah, it drove me nuts and I hated most of it. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. So when and okay, well, you already kind of told me. So when, when you headed out to Vegas uh to 107.5 Extreme Rock Radio. So yes. you know what? But tell me more about that. You said you went out there with Dave and and, and the other guy. So what what was good about there? Because you know I read some things about that. Because you guys were out there doing a, y'all were doing some comedy stuff out there. So, so well, let's, let's uh, talk more about that. Okay. Um. So Dave Farah, uh, who's uh, he's actually he's on some syndication stuff now. He's still out in Vegas doing a different show with with some other people mm-hmm. and very successful and. Uh, and uh, Brian Black was was the uh, the other gentleman, and uh, Brian and I would write the the comedy bits and whatnot. And Dave was like the best host, you know. He had he held it down, he held it together, right. and uh, he handled the interviews and whatnot. I wrote comedy songs on the little guitar and whatnot, and me and Brian would work out little comedy bits, stuff that we could not get away with today on the radio. Like I'd be fired the same day. If I got back on the radio now, all I could do was, well, that was Metallica and there's Nirvana. That's all I could do because right. <laughs> there's so many words that you used to be able to say that you can't say anymore. 100%. Yeah. I wrote that in my little notes too. I wrote that in my little notes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we, we went out there, you know, we went out there, uh, supposedly, this is when Howard Stern first went to satellite radio. Mm-hmm. And so he left the opening for the morning show and CBS radio, they weren't sure whether they were going to get another syndicated show or just let all the stations hire local. Well, right. they ended up letting them hire local. So uh, at first we were supposed to be the new morning show uh, mm-hmm. after Howard Stern left. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Adam Carolla came along. And took that from us, if you know Adam Carolla. Right, yeah, I do. Who has, I've got a story about me, him, and a strip club. But uh, uh, so they put him in the morning, and they said, "Now don't worry, we're gonna, we're just gonna put, you, we're gonna have you do an afternoon show," mm-hmm. which worked out for everybody because we didn't have to be there till eleven o'clock in the morning. It was fantastic. You can wow. still stay. It's Vegas, so you can stay up late at night, late sleep in. Yes, it was. It worked out perfect. However, they don't pay afternoon shows what they pay morning shows. Mm-hmm. So I said, I said, if they, if we ever have a budget issue, we're going to be the first ones out. Gotcha. And I was, I was right about that. Gotcha. 2008 came around and the economy collapsed and all that good stuff. And, and we were gone. They didn't renew our contract, but it was a great time. It was a great learning experience for me. And, uh, you know, it's, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I was, I don't remember a lot of it because uh, 
may have drank a little bit uh, back in back in, <laughs> but it, but I met a lot of people, met a lot of celebrities, and uh, had a great time. So so is that when you transitioned to comedy? Because I used to keep in touch with you about the comedy stuff, and I used to watch some of your shows and things like that. Also, so is that when yeah. you transitioned into comedy? Yeah. Well, what happened is if, if you do uh, a radio show like we did, you get a lot of opportunities to uh, uh, do stage announcements for whatever band. So let's say Corn mm -hmm. was playing at uh, House of Blues, and I'm a huge Corn fan. Right. Are you? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. How are you going to wear glasses and, a, and an eyebrow ring? Come on, man. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad I took my glasses off so you didn't clown. No, no. Oh, I don't have I, – like, I can't say nothing. I just put mine down in the, in the living room, so I'm, I'm not even trying to – yeah. But, uh, yeah. And uh, – but so you, we would go out and warm the crowd up. Hey, what's going on? And usually I would do something crazy or funny, take my shirt off because I was a big fat dude and run around. And it just kind of led into, hey, you want to come host this show over here? And every time I did it, I would crack jokes. Right. And uh, it just kind of went, went, went. And next thing you know, the people wanted me to host like uh, comedy shows. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's kind of I kind of fell into comedy. I, I wasn't okay. trying to do comedy. And uh, but it, it came natural uh, to me and uh, I was fantastic at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best I might would say the best. I don't know. Other people might not say the best, but I would say the best. <laughs> And I, and I ended up at a uh, a little comedy club at Planet Hollywood in Vegas. This is after the radio mm -hmm. was over. Radio show ended in 08. Uh, I said I'd never work with those guys again for the rest of my life. So, uh, we, you know, we, we were tight. Man, we were tight. Yeah. <laughs> you, I want you to finish it up and say something to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. So, so we, we get out the uh, radio and uh, somebody else that, that, that I met through radio uh, was the manager or something at this comedy club. And uh, he just gave me a job being a door guy. I wasn't even telling jokes or anything. I was the door guy with the suit and the stupid microphone in my wrist and right, all that right, nonsense, right. kicking people out and whatnot. And, uh, and I said, look, I, you know, I, I write comedy songs and I, and I, I've done some stand up. I, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And they said, all right, well, we'll, we'll let you try it tomorrow night. And it was, it's, it's the classic story. They let me try it. They liked it. And right. it made me the uh, I was the host every night, you know, right. so literally seven nights a week, one week and then six nights a week. The next week I would right. come out and uh, do 20 minutes worth of stand up and then bring the other comics on and, oh, and stuff hey. like that. And I loved it. I made no money. Uh, you want to talk about broke, but I loved it so much. I didn't care. You know, right. so it, that, that was and that's how I got into doing stand up. So I remember you and I having a conversation a while back. You were a little upset with somebody. I don't mm -hmm. know if it was the comedy side or it was the music. I mean, you know, the radio side. You probably don't remember. You were just like talking about how things went went wrong. I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. You were upset with well, somebody. You were yeah. really upset with somebody. I don't know if it was the comedy side or the radio side. Well, I, I, uh, I, I hated everybody everywhere. You know, we summed that up. No, uh, well, you know, what happened is when you go from, uh, I don't want to sound all dramatic, but when you go from like nothing to being a situation that I was in, 
you don't know how to handle it. And uh, so a lot of that stuff went to my head. And, you know, I grew up with a lot of uh, anger issues and I was always on a def- real defensive, always thought people were doing me wrong and, and they weren't. And uh, all for all three of us, it was a three man show, me, Dave and Brian. That was the first time we did a show like that. Right. So then you have to. It, so everything's new, you know, so you have to figure out how to coexist with each other. And this guy is a little more popular than this guy. And this guy gets all the laughs and this guy. And then, you know, heads start. And then next thing you know, you're telling each other to F off and all that good stuff. And then years later, you all make up again and everybody kind of sort of gets along. And and uh, I don't have any axes to grind. It was a great time. I just kind of I probably didn't handle a few things right back in the day because I, I just knew I was getting screwed over. Right. And I wasn't. I had a great opportunity. And, and when I look back on it now, so when, when we were just dis- when we were discussing that, I was probably hating on Dave <laughs> and because uh, Brian and I became really good friends. And uh, I don't hate on Dave anymore. Dave's a good guy. Okay. I, I like Dave. Dave, they did. Dave did an awful lot for me. So I appreciate everything uh, that and it just, you know, it took it took years after it was over to kind of look back and go, oh, you know what? We actually were a good team and, and we had a good time. And uh, so I don't, you know, if, if any, if any kind of failures that I have were just self-inflicted, they were my fault just because, you know, I, I had, first of all, at my desk, I had liquor decanters on my desk. I could just make drinks and, you know, and I was the, uh, I was kind of the face of the show, even though I was like the sidekick and that right. kind of rubs people the wrong way. They don't right. like it. You know, they would say, oh, it's Lemmy the Gopher. And I'd say, oh, hey, what's going on? This is Dave and this is Brian. And I don't know, maybe you know, tensions rise. Everybody's got an ego. Everybody wants to be the star. And and I get it. And it, it, it <clears throat> excuse me, it was a, uh, it was a big learning curve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I'd do it again. I, I, I had a great time, even though it didn't seem like it at the time. Right. Right. <laughs> but, well, you know, you're saying a lot of stuff that's important though, because those kind of things happen. And like you said, everybody has an ego, you know, mm-hmm. but the one thing that I believe we all really you know, we, we figure out that it's entertainment. This is mm-hmm. entertainment and people want to be entertained. And usually they will gravitate to that mm-hmm. one person that really entertains them. They really, <laughs> it was this guy. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not being conceited. It's, you know, it's confidence. <laughs> you, know? And, you know, I love those guys. I really do. They're great. And they were they were better at what they did right. than I could have done. Like right. I could never do what Dave Ferrer does. He's fantastic at it. Brian is one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet, mm-hmm. and he's one of the funniest guys. And I'm just doing fart jokes and little songs <laughs> talking about you know boobies and 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 touching ass and and things like that. You know, but people sort of gravitated to the because the sidekick is always like the the regular guy, you know, yeah, or the yeah. plus I drank a lot on the air. Uh, and so people related to me in that way for yes. some reason. Uh, we, you know, we used to do a th- we used to do a thing called the Malt Liquor Power Hour, <laughs> where I, <laughs> I would I would get Mickey's Malt Liquor, Mickey. and uh, yeah, well, I'm white. I can't I can't get away. No, English. I'm just Come saying, man. man. I don't I don't <laughs> drink or smoke or nothing, but I know all my friends. I know all the stuff that they drink. Yes, indeed. Right, right. No more. So, yeah, so I would get Mickey's, and the, the thing was, we would do uh, like one shot a minute for sixty minutes, 
And uh, so wow. that's a that's a forty and a half. If you if you <laughs> if you talk about ounces, that's a forty yeah. and a half. Yeah. And so I didn't really do one shot a minute because that's it's hard to keep up with. So let's say during a song, I would just turn the bottle up and chug it. Wow. And then we'd come back and we'd act like we're taking shots. And I it started off with me going, "Hey, how's everybody doing?" And then by the end of it, I'm like, hey, "I tell you something else. I don't give a damn about you." You know, and we're just and it got funny and people loved it. And so when we went out, people would naturally gravitate towards me because I was the crazy guy. The, you know, it wasn't that they didn't like the other two guys, but, you know, that's and, you know, and sometimes that kind of stuff will uh, cause problems, you mm. know, going back to the ego thing. And I didn't handle it well either because I got my ego all pumped up and I thought I was a big star and I didn't have to do this. And nobody talks to me that way. And so I was I was a douchebag for a little while. Right. And uh, but, you know, it, I think if 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 we could have worked it out and stayed on the air a few more years, we all would have matured a little bit and sort of figured out how to do a three man radio show. Because you'll be surprised if you look into it, how many radio duos or trios don't like each other. Mm. And and it's, it's, it's Bob and Tom from what I understand. There's a a duo called Bob and Tom. If you look them up, Mm -hmm. uh, they're in two separate studios. If they're still on the air, I don't even know if they're still on the air. But they famously hated each other. Opie and Anthony now hate each other. Really? You know? So, it, oh yeah, look it up, man. They they're crazy. Opie and Anthony can't stand each other anymore, and that happens when you got you know different personalities in the room, and everybody's fighting for a little bit of the spotlight. And right. this guy's mad because this guy's getting all the whatever. And you know, I made a lot of money because those guys uh, they had girlfriends that wouldn't let them go into strip clubs. And uh, I don't know if you've been in the radio business, but you spend a lot of time doing live broadcasts from strip clubs. And uh, so the two guys would say, well, I, I can't go do this strip club gig. And, and the other guy would say, yeah, my girlfriend's going to kill me. She won't let me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I said, look, I came down here to make money. I don't have a girlfriend telling me what I can and can't do. And so the station let me go do the remote and gave me everybody's talent fee. <laughs> wow. Hey, <laughs> so you, I was, you, you were putting in the work, though. I was I was making well I wouldn't call sitting in a strip club handing out pornos and drinking. <laughs> I wouldn't call that work. <laughs> but it was it was damn sure fun and I I enjoyed it and I took a lot of it for granted and I wish I didn't and, and uh but we you know we've all since then we all get along fine now uh, awesome. as far as I know unless they're lying. Uh as far as I know everybody gets along. Dave's doing great, his show's doing great. He's just had his fourth kid. Right. And so he's He's living life and, and and God bless him. Brian's got a wife and, and three children now, and I'm a loser. I can't get laid, so I have no children. <laughs> but uh, so they're doing good, and I moved back to a double wide trailer in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> just just like I planned. <laughs> hey man, you just gotta live life, man. That's mm-hmm. all that it's about. As long as you're happy, man, it doesn't matter, man. You got the biggest yeah. house and smallest house. It's all about your happiness. Oh, man. oh about, I know, man. It's all about it. So now <laughs> you are a wild dude. <laughs> so now you mentioned it, and, and it, so I'm going to ask it anyway. So can you tell the Adam Corolla uh, story about the strip club? Or oh, you just- well, it's it, it's it's um, I mean, it was a regular live broadcast for radio. So it wasn't anything crazy that happened. What, what I don't know back in the day. Now we're talking, uh, 2007, 2008, six, seven or eight. I can't, mm-hmm. um, this is when the UFC was really hot and you had guys like Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz back in the day. Yes. 
I couldn't tell you who's on there now because that's something else I don't watch anymore. But so I don't know if you know a guy named Frank Mir. Frank, Frank Mir. Yeah, Frank Mir uh, was one of Brock Lesnar's first matches in the UFC back in the day. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the first fight between Frank Lear and Brock Lesnar, uh, Frank got him into some sort of ankle lock and made him tap out. Right about that's right. Right. However, I know Frank Mir won that fight, but when he stood up, he looked like he got hit by a truck because Brock Lesnar was a beast big, at that time. Big boy. So, so it, before all of that happened, uh, Frank Mir was in some sort of a, now I don't know 100%, so don't quote me. He was either in a car accident or a motorcycle accident, and he messed up a leg or something, and he couldn't fight. Mm-hmm. So he took a job as the door guy at this strip club, uh, and, uh, I want to say Spearmint Rhino, but I might be wrong about that. So don't quote me on that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all bl- strip clubs blur together, you know, when you're drinking and going to them. <laughs> and so I was supposed to meet Adam Carolla at this strip club. We were just going to go inside and, uh, you know, do our breaks on the radio and have some drinks or whatever and have a good time. And he's cracking jokes on me and we're out in the parking lot. So we got to op- <laughs> we got to open up the door. And Frank Mir opens the door for us. Wow. Right. So we're looking at, I'm, I said, that's, that's Frank Mir's the door guy here. He's a, he's a bouncer. And I'm, and so I picture myself, I picture Frank going, uh, we're going to have any problems tonight. No, Mr. Mir, we're not going to have any problems tonight. <laughs> when you acting up in a club and Frank Mir tells you to leave, right, you, leave. you might want to leave. You might want to settle down. So that was that was just the Adam Carolla story. We were hanging out, and Frank Mir was the bouncer, which blew my mind. Wow! But then he indeed. then he got better and got back into UFC and whatnot. So oh. nothing crazy happened except for strippers spitting into each other's mouth, which I thought was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. But I couldn't stop watching it. So, <laughs> like, oh, that's nasty. Do that again. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I am a super visual person. <laughs> a super visual person. Uh, and that is I'm telling you, man. That's to me. Oh, my goodness. If, if you've never been to Vegas, you should go at least one time and go to a strip club. Oh, my goodness, and, uh, man. But you got you got to be careful though, because you know they've got there's a, I think there's a place out there called Olympic Gardens. If it's still there, I don't know if it's still there. Mm-hmm. And like the downstairs is like a uh, strip club for straight people, and upstairs is the strip club for gay people. Right, right. And right. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to end up in the wrong one. Right. <laughs> so you know, I'm sitting there and I'm half drunk, and the stripper crawls all the way across the stage, and I'm in the front row, and the stripper <laughs> licks me. Licks me from this side of my face to that side of my face. Man, I didn't know what to say. The only thing I could say was, damn, bro. Um, so I ended up in the wrong wrong strip club. But <laughs> I can't lie to you. I, have a, I had a good time, man. I ended up in the VIP room, you know, trying new things. You know what I'm saying? I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I tell you what, it turns out I don't have a gag reflex. <laughs> that's old that's old jokes. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, things can get crazy in Vegas. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Oh give me a moment. <laughs> Awesome, man. That's awesome. 
That's, that's really awesome. That's a great, great story. <laughs> no, I'm crying, man. I'm crying. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Turns out, anyway, <laughs> I didn't know, you know. Yeah, it's like, you know, you don't know you like broccoli till you try it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and next thing you know, you're choking on broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's oh, why, you know, they, they, well, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Stays in you're like, yeah, don't, you, don't tell anybody what I did oh. last night, please. <laughs> but it was a good time. We had a good time. Wow. <laughs> so. <laughs> Your your parody songs are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, thanks for banging the skates. Thanks for banging out and eating out are my favorites. Thanksgiving is probably one of the the first ones that I think I saw. Thanksgiving is a classic one, you know. Right, right. So, so what or who inspired these songs? (laughs) Uh, thanks for banging the skanks. we had a guy. We had a guy that was leaving the radio station mm-hmm. uh, in in Columbia, I think. And I wanted to write him a song, you know, just thanking him for everything. Right. And I just, you know, thanks for banging the skanks came out. <laughs> it wasn't true. It was just me picking on him or whatever, and it just yeah. turned into something. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get an opportunity, you got to go out there and listen to. All of these songs because they're all yeah. hilarious. Even the skit you did about uh, what is it, the holidays, you know, the, like the Christmas one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Ho ho ho! Hookers and blow <laughs> uh, was a. Uh, and I, I got a story about that that song. I was this, I was in Vegas writing that song. And it was mm-hmm. like uh, it was three o'clock in the morning because that's when you write songs like ho ho ho! Hookers and blow is at three o'clock in the morning. And some dude had called me from Columbia. So it's midnight in Columbia if it's three right. o'clock in the morning. And uh, hmm. he was accusing me of trying to bang his girlfriend. Uh-huh. The problem was it wasn't his girlfriend. She was married to a friend of mine and oh, they were really? hanging out and she had mm. left her cell. She had left her cell phone in his car and he saw my number, decided to call me up and tell me he was going to stomp my ass and all this stuff while I'm writing this song, by the way. <laughs> so in the middle of writing, ho, 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 hookers and blow, I got some dude on the phone telling me next time he sees me. He's going to kick my ass. So I asked him if he could pick me up from the airport when I got there. <laughs> so that's the story. It's not not the best story, but that's what happened. Awesome, during COVID. Man. But, but listen, that was, but good. So, yeah, some of the if you if you if you Google or if you look up Lemmy the Gopher on YouTube, uh, most of those videos aren't mine. Somebody else posted them. Uh-huh. I lost a lot of that stuff when a hard drive, you know, okay. crashed. So if you go to Butch Coltrane on YouTube, you can see some of them. And I post, I got real songs on there too. I, I call it, I call it love songs, hate songs, real songs, and fake songs. Right. And, you know, I've got a tune up there called My Baby's Mama Ain't No Good, right. which is some kind of redneck country tune. It's not really even funny, but uh, it's because I know a baby's mama that ain't no good. So a lot of those songs <laughs> and the thanks, the Thanksgiving, it's, it's funny you talk about a Thanksgiving song. Because that's one where I use the word retarded. In yeah, it, you which use a few things. Not there, allowed. You say you couldn't just save the day. No, that's right. I get fired today, Dude, right? And, ooh, they try to cancel you yeah. so badly. <laughs> uh, and that's well, I mean, you know, what are they going to take from me? I don't have anything, so they can cancel me if they want to. <laughs> 
And I don't believe in any of that stuff. Say, right. say whatever you're going to say, but you can't be on the radio anymore. I'd, I'd get fired quick style. But, right, right. but that song was, uh, it was just me. It was loosely based on my family instead of, you know, I wouldn't necessarily my bro- say my brother was gay, but it was my brother. I would say my nephew, you know, because right. I didn't want to, because I got to go to my actual family house at some point and, and put it. Oh, so you wrote a little song about us, huh? <laughs> right, yeah, so who's 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 the one that's mentally uh, handicapped here? <laughs> right. I, you know, all of you, really. There's one damn one of you, but <laughs> but yeah. So if if you look on YouTube, those yeah. are videos that other people have posted. Okay, uh, but show them some love and you know it's and i need to get around to re-recording all that stuff and putting it on my own channel yeah. i'm just kind of lazy and yeah, haven't I done it you. hey man but ladies and gentlemen please that they're, they're hilarious just just uh what's the one that is eating out the one that's not the one with lincoln park that you do with lincoln park what's the yes. one that, that is it that is it okay. yeah okay that's yeah out. and let me when it gets to the point <clears throat> um i'm eating out because my woman can't cook anything right, so right. whoever's listening doesn't think it's some sort of sexual nasty, <laughs> right. whatever the hell. It's a song about my my woman not being able to cook. Right. And if you know the song, uh, it was called "Bleed It Out," I think. Mm-hmm. But, but when, when Chester, mm-hmm. when Chester Bennington hits that high note, uh, and I hit that note in the studio when I was doing mine, and I couldn't right. believe I could do it. Like I don't right. even know if I could do it now. Uh-huh. That one day, all the stars lined up, and you know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm doing the whole thing. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm going to say that was fun. Excuse me. The way that me being an artist and me being a writer, <clears throat> the way that you ran those verses, yeah, you even get to the chorus, right? Amazing. Well, you know what I did on point is, and amazing. Well, thank you, thank Flo you. I really beautiful. Appreciate that. I'm telling you because you know I'd be like, oh, he's just uh, it's whatever. But I was just like. He's into that. I said the flow was amazing because you were riding the beat. A lot of people won't ride the beat. You, it's like you understood the vibe of the song, and you yeah. did it beautifully. So I just wanted yeah. to say that most definitely. Right? Yeah. Well, if I was telling the truth, it was an accident. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about riding the beat. But whatever. It just worked. <laughs> but you know what I did with that song is I took the I took the original song. Yes. And I would play it. I play the first verse and stop it. Mm-hmm. And then I would try to write down what I thought would fit in that right. verse that also rhymed. And, and then I would yes. play the next verse. Yes. And that's how I made that particular song. Now, yeah. I got to tell you that that song, uh, Brian Black uh, handled the music on it. Mm-hmm. And it was sample. And, and he chopped he chopped some stuff up, and put it together. Right. And I think he had a buddy of his, if I remember correctly, play the drums on it. Mm-hmm. So that song wouldn't happen without Brian. So God bless Brian. And then I have another rap for Easter that I that disappeared, but I'm going to put it back up here in a couple of days because mm-hmm. Easter's coming up. Right. Uh, talking about my marshmallow peeps. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, it's called My Peeps. And, yeah, uh, I've I'm gonna, seen I'm that gonna, before. I remember it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it back up here in a few days <laughs> and then you'll hear it. And that one, that one I enjoyed too. That was, that was kind of funny. And the truth is, is I hate peeps. But yeah, in I'm this sorry. song, I can't stand them. But in this song, I love them. <laughs> but I'll, that'll be up. So you can go to Butch Coltrane over on YouTube, or you can hit me up Butch Coltrane on Facebook. We can be friends That's if you want to be. I'm not really public, uh, but I'll, I'll accept your friend requests, and then I'll keep everybody up to date. Because you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a regular musician too. I go out and play. Uh, I think that's why I have so many different names because Lemmy the Gopher isn't going to mesh with a, a real love song. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's I never could figure out how to make it all work together. So I said, well, I'll have a name for this and a name for that. And all I do is confuse everybody. So that's why nobody knows where I'm at. (laughs) 
Oh man, it's all awesome, man. You do you doing work and handling business. So you kind of touched on it. So what's going on in your world right now professionally? So what are you planning on doing? What 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 what's going on? What, what, well, you know, after after radio, uh, I, I I got in. I did the stand up, and when that what happened with the stand up is the club started to close. You could the writing was on the wall. The two owners hated each other. Blah 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 blah. Oh, and I could see that they were about to close down. Paychecks were starting to bounce and all that. Right. And you start realizing how many shady people are in the entertainment business. Yes. And uh, so I got out of there. And the problem with that being I was the house host every night. Mm-hmm. So I never had an opportunity to go out to other comedy clubs in Vegas and play. Mm-hmm. So when this club closed, nobody knew who I was on the strip. So it's not right. like I can just go down to the laugh factory and say, Hey, I'm Libby the Gopher. You know, they didn't know right. me. Right. So I said, well, let me let me back up to the chalkboard and figure something else out. So I moved back to Columbia and I moved back out to Vegas a couple of times. I, I live in Columbia until I hate it. And then I move out to Vegas until I hate it. <laughs> you and said leave back here until I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Mama's here. So I got to come back here because this is where Mama of is. Of course. And uh, so after that, uh, I got I got into just DJ and I love to DJ. And I'm not talking about I'm not scratching and mixing. No, no, I'm, I'm DJ press play. Right. I'm like, we're having a party. I'm just playing the music. But I was okay. so good at being a radio DJ. I was so good at figuring out what songs to put in a row to make the party jump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I got really I got really good at it. And there was no there's no uh, uh, I'm not making new versions of songs. I'm just playing, you know, like a human jukebox. Right. And I really liked it. And I did that for a few years. And I just did that exclusively. And I didn't really play. I don't know. uh how much time you spend in, in, in Columbia, but there's not a big scene here, uh, especially if you want to be an original uh, sort of right. person. Right. If you want to go out and play a bunch of cover tunes on your guitar, you can make money that way or whatever. But I, I, I don't like doing that. So I, I try to figure something else out. So I started DJing and then I started DJing weddings and parties and, and, uh, and I still do it. I, it's been a while since I've done one, thanks to COVID and all that, you know, the last two years I haven't done anything. And uh, it's, it's, you know, all the, all the, you know, first of all, I don't, I don't mind telling you that I will never get a shot for anything right. and I'm done wearing masks. So uh, I would just rather stay home than go out and, and mess with all that. And it's, and all that stuff starting to ease up now. And uh, so, you know, I, hopefully I can get back out there and start playing some gigs and, and uh, you know, there's, there's really no comedy clubs around here in Columbia uh, that, that are really worth anything. You know, the, the closest one is two hours away up in Greenville. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I got to get off my lazy rear end, get in the car and go down there and start, you know, recording. You know, I'm basically I haven't done comedy in so long that I pretty much have to start all over again. And, okay. you know, any videos that I had are gone from a, a hard drive, not, you know, crashing. So mm-hmm. I've got to start all over again. But I'm not worried because, you know, even on an open mic, I go up there and look like a, a superstar, you know, because I'm that good. Lord, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but as of right as of right now, I, I've been on the longest hiatus. Half of it because I'm lazy and I like watching TV, and uh, <laughs> the other half is because I like making excuses for you know I'm, I'm everything. It's like I'm, I'm all the talent without the necessary drive and ambition, okay. and you have to have all three of those. Right. And I've got one, you know, I've got some talent, and then I've got something in the refrigerator I want to heat up and eat instead of go out and try to get gigs. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
but this, you know, just doing this with you is really because to honestly, I can't thank you enough because I'm like, wow, somebody's thinking about me enough to want me want me on their podcast. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's time for me to get back out and just start doing my silliness. And, and whether it's Lemmy the Gopher or Butch yeah. Coltrane doesn't matter. But nah, you, so you we'll got to be out there handling your business, man. You, you yeah, you got something the public with public loves and would will love. And now nah, mm-hmm. you got to handle your business. But whenever you're ready to do it, you know, because yeah. once again, as I say, that it's, it's your life, it's your show. And if and if yep. you're good, then you're good. It's, yeah, I try to tell everybody, man. I just want to be happy. You know, yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to be a billionaire. I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, now yeah. that would be an asset that I'd, I'd welcome oh, it. Sure. You know, but uh, I just want to be able to smile and just you know, even having this conversation with you is good for me. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. having yeah. a good time, and all the people that I that I've had on, and I've had um uh tomorrow on my show, well. This will be after that. But anyway, tomorrow on my show, I've got Corey Lowry from Stuck Mojo and plays in Cedar oh, okay. now. That's my boy, you yeah. know? And so I had Frank Fonsere, um, Eric Sanders, uh, two Madsen from Denmark. I'm just reaching out to people, man, uh, you know, around the world and, right. and just saying like, hey, I'd love for you to be on my show. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about what's going on with you. So this right here, yeah. it's really, it's all about you, man. And I just got respect for you because ever since I first met you, you know, we've kind of kept in touch through Facebook and things like that. And I, I followed you and I've seen you doing your thing. So, you know, I applaud you, Good. man. And just, just continue success, man. Handle, handle your, yeah, business, yeah. Well, your business. And, uh, you know, hats off to what you got going on right now. It sounds fantastic. Is it uh, <laughs> Plastic Catastrophe? Is that what it is? Yeah, plastic Catastrophe with Lord Nelson. I don't know if we're going to flip the name up a little bit. Uh, some people are saying like, hey, you know, because Lord Nelson, more people know Lord Nelson. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're working on a beautiful project uh, right now, um, pulling in some other people. I think we got them in there, you know, a few bigger names. But, it, but the album is really pretty much done. But uh, mm-hmm. we're just taking our time and making sure it's right. We want to make sure yeah. it's right, you know, all the sounds and everything good. So, yeah, man, I'm having yeah. a ball. Everything that oh, I'm good, doing, good. I'm having a ball and I'm enjoying it. I, I I talked to Double M a few times and I'm I'm saying, let me know when you're going to be on the show, Double M. Let me know when you're going to be on the show. <laughs> you know, I only really ask people twice. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not one to stress. That's anything. right. I don't, I don't do that because yeah. I know a lot of people and I'm going to have fun. So whether you want, not everybody wants to get on the show. Right, right. It's fine. Right. No, I love it. I, lo- yeah, I love it. Exactly, exactly. So it's, it's all love. You know, back back when uh, the whole podcasting thing first started, I did three episodes called mm. uh, "Let Me the Gophers Shitty Podcast," and uh, <laughs> and it was it was just that, uh, and uh, it was more of a it was more of a, a bit than a podcast. I was right, putting you right. know, little sound effects and whatnot, and it wasn't yeah. really a podcast and. And like most things, I'll dabble in it and then walk away from it, which is an issue that I got to get over because <laughs> you end up not doing anything. <laughs> so I, you know, so I like doing the little funny videos every now and then. And dude, I'm not smart at all. I use my phone. I don't have the proper lights. I don't have anything. Hey, and I think, yeah, a lot of people don't care. You know, you just do your thing, right. whatever joke you got going on. <laughs> it's your content. They they want you. Yeah. They want mm-hmm. you. They want to know what you're going to do. They want to see that. They want to hear that. They want to hear Butch Coltrane. They want to hear Levy to go. That's what they want to yeah. hear. Yeah, yeah. You want to hear something crazy? What's that? Honest to God truth, I don't care if anybody believes me or not. Jimmy Fallon is my first cousin. Really? You said first cousin. Just, just make a little phone call, Jimmy. That's all you got to do. 
I ain't trying to be famous. I just want to work. All right. I saw you go, hey, hey, here's my cousin's coming over tonight. Give him money. That's all I want. I don't need to be on your show. Yeah, no, it's really he's is my mother and his father are brother and sister. See him. Good. Uh, so you thought the show was over? No, no, I, I pulled, I pulled you back in. You about to wrap it up? <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to wrap it up. No, I, I've got one more question for you. No, no, but listen, that's good. No, that's yeah, yeah. beautiful. So yeah. yeah, so when you said you know y'all, you guys are, are are related. You said your first cousin. So when you say first cousin, I'm like, wait a minute, first cousin. That's that's mom or or, or dad yeah. relate. You I'm know what I'm saying? Dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. Yeah. Well, you know, what was unfortunate about that is we didn't really grow up together because mm-hmm. my mother's my whole mother's side of family from Brooklyn, uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And then she moved down to South Carolina for some reason and uh, met my dad. So I was born in South Carolina. So mm-hmm. half of my family are from uh, Brooklyn and the other half are from here. So the family reunions are uh, uh, <laughs> uh, strange. Uh, you know, half the room's a mob, the other half's the clan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm bullshitting with you. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, you got Vinny the Chin and Earl. You know what I mean? <laughs> Surprise, they got a lot in common. Anyway, that's enough of that. But uh, so we didn't really grow up together. And you know, if if unfortunately, and we won't get into all of that, but I did you know, I think we were like five the last time we hung out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure if we grew up together, maybe things would be different. And he doesn't owe me anything. So right. and I usually don't tell people that because so the funny thing about Jimmy is when he first got on Saturday Night Live, I would tell people, yeah, you know, he's my first cousin. He just got on Saturday Night Live. And uh, people, you know, their first uh, their first thing is to not believe you or you're lying, whatever. Right. And I used to say, if I was going to lie about being related to a celebrity, I'd pick a bigger name than Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and now he is a bigger now name. He is a bigger name. <laughs> I get it. Wow, man. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's yeah, that's that's crazy. I uh, but you know, if you, something else, if you research uh, siblings in comedy, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's sister is a comedian, and Chris Rock's brother is a comedian, but right. you don't know who they are. It's right. like this unwritten thing, like right. you know, only one person out of every family can uh, hit it big. So I, I got so you. Jimmy beat me. Jimmy beat me to it, and so now <laughs> now I'm live. I'm live from the double wide. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my thing was. I used to tell my kids all the time, you know, Lord Nelson, but you know, my dad, last name, it is Nelson. And I used to tell right. them all the time, cause I was a big Prince fan. So it's Prince mm-hmm. Rogers Nelson. I was just like, Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, we're related to Prince, right? You know, I, I used to say it forever <laughs> it, it, while yeah. they were growing up. And then, you know, finally they were just like, yeah, I was just like, nah, well, maybe not, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> it's possible. You don't know. You got to get on that. Uh, you got to get on that. Finding your roots. What's that show on PBS? That finding your roots. Yeah, yeah. But but listen, Look, I just want to know if I'm related to Prince. That's all I want. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I just listen. I roll with it, and I just enjoy myself. You know, whether it is or not, in my head it is because he's one of my right. favorite. I think he's the greatest, and so. Yeah. Man, no, that's 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 awesome. That is truly, truly awesome. So the last question I was going to ask you is, radio or comedy? Which one? Oh, comedy, comedy. comedy. I'd love to. I, I well, as long as I don't have to worry about getting slapped when I say something <laughs> that somebody don't like, uh, because I think we just set a precedent for that now. Thank that was so, that was so, that was so ridiculous. So yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. And if if uh, and and and. I know everybody's sick of talking about that situation, but it, it really does kind of, and it's not even just that it's, it's kind of the way 
that for some reason, the last five or six years, we've all been conditioned to hate each other and want to fight each other if we don't yeah. agree on stuff, you know, right, and right. now suddenly, especially with the videos that you see, the TikTok, you know, it's like people love to watch two people just get into a fight in the middle right, of the street. Right, I don't know right. why we, I don't know why we like that so much. And so now people, because it's, it's everywhere and it's saturated society It's you know, I don't like what that guy says. I'm gonna go over and punch him in the face. Right, and right. so I haven't been on a comedy stage in uh, maybe a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And I don't really say anything. I'm harmless on stage. Right. Luckily, luckily I look like I'll stab you right in the side of the neck. Right about <laughs> right, here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm walking in the park one time in Vegas and I got this huge cigar and I got my earbuds on. I'm listening to music and people tell me I look mad and I look intimidating all the time. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. I'm listening to Rod Stewart while I'm walking. They don't <laughs> right, know. Right. You know, they're looking at me like I'm going to rob them. And right. I'm in here going, if you want my body. <laughs> I'm serious. (laughs) But uh, so I haven't had to deal with anybody getting mad at me on stage because most of the time I pick on myself anyway. I don't I don't say anything about anybody in the crowd. And uh, so I've I've been lucky in that. And I've been so stupid, goofy that people laugh at my goofy ass anyway. So I've I've been lucky I haven't gotten my ass kicked yet. I, I say the same thing, man. I've learned how to smooth my way out of so many things, especially back in the day. You know, because mm-hmm. I love to, as you see, I love to laugh, man. I enjoy yeah. I see everything that you're saying. I see it so clearly because I yeah. always tell people, I've said it all, probably all the shows. I laugh so hard because I see what you're saying. And yeah. when I picture it, it's hilarious to me. It is yes. hilarious to me. So I can't help it. So, you know, yeah. you got me all here crying, man. Because, <laughs> man, it's, it's awesome and it's beautiful. And I, I truly can't thank you enough, man. I look forward to what you're going to be doing. I, I support no, you. I follow you. And and uh, when I saw your name, I said, wait a minute. I got to hit him up. I got to hit him up. Yeah. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. You know, I know it's better. Man, but, but, but I it's can't thank up. you enough. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You, you don't know what, what, a, what a huge favor you just did for me. Yeah, so and yeah. it's it's making me want to get off my, my rear end and, and get back out there and, and start doing some stuff, which is going to require me moving out of Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> you said you like to leave. So. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> got to go. I got to go, baby. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do to make it happen for yourself. However you see it, and that's yeah. The well, thing what, I, what I will say though, now with the whole internet thing, it's a little bit easier to be remote. Like I could do stuff from here. I True. just gotta, and I've, and I've got some, I got some videos coming up. Uh, something I'm, I'm, I'm working on called "Rate These Nuts." Uh, where I uh, where I sample different nuts, you know, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. I think I'm going to start off with some salt and pepper macadamia nuts, and uh, I can't I can't wait to get those nuts in my mouth. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's I'm, that's that's happening. As they say, pause. pause. <laughs> you must say pause after you say. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. I'm not uh, I'm not hanging it up. I'm not hanging it up just yet. I got some more. I'm getting gray, so I gotta hurry up and do something now. Uh, anyway, you're, you know, you're on point. We're never we're, as Gary V always says. We're never too old to do whatever we want to do. Uh, 
You yep. just got to do it. You just got to do it. it. That's all, that's all it you ain't getting any younger. And the, the older I get, the more problems I have. So, you know, I, I need to do it before, right. my, before my kidneys stop working, you know, because that's coming. I'm going to pull a Patrice O'Neill on somebody and just drop, you know, trying to keep the, I got, trying to keep the blood sugar down to keep my toes. Indeed, oh, man. So God. many things have changed the older we get, man. Oh my gosh, you, dude! You hurt yourself in your sleep. Like I wake up in the morning, like I don't know what I was dreaming about, but whatever I was lifting, I wasn't lifting with my legs. Whatever it was, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, we need to. I, time runs out quick, so if, if you're out there and you want to do comedy or music or whatever, you need to just go and do it while you're young and while you can. And do your business, man. Most definitely. That's right. That's right. So, so listen, once again, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you don't always say I don't want to end these episodes because they're always so great to be. I'm having so much fun. And this has been the funniest one, man. Corey, oh, oh, I'm glad. Corey, Corey Lowry made me laugh a lot also. But this, this, this is this is on point. You're doing what oh, you do. Okay. You're doing what can you I, do. <laughs> can I leave you? Can I can I leave you with a, a new joke that I wrote? Of course. Of course. It, it, now it's dirty, but it's not dirty. Like there's no bad Tell words it. in it. But Tell it. Okay, you don't care. I just want to make sure. I don't want. I don't want to get slapped. Uh, <laughs> I want to open hand slap you. Bitch. <laughs> anyway, so so I wrote this the other day, and I and I took it to the office where I, where I work. I got a little little part time day job, so I can afford my uh, drugs, and uh, I, I try it out on them. So tell me what you think about this. What does my annoying ass brother and a huge penis have in common? I can only take so much of either one. (laughs) See, see, now, now you picture me taking so much of either one. You just want to say you, you put that in my head, man. It's a gift and a curse. Sorry, you enjoy that late night, uh, like uh, a year from now, you're going to be up one night going, "That son of a bitch." So yeah, if, if I'm if I'm still writing solid material like that, I need to get back out and make some people laugh. Oh my dude, you're a wild guy, man. It's awesome though, man. It's awesome. Man, man. I can't tell you how much I, I love you, and I appreciate you letting me do this. Hey, man, this has been a blast. I, I, I wasn't sure because I don't know all this, a lot of this technology stuff because I'm kind of dumb. But uh, I'm glad it worked out because uh, right, I, out I, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Worked out well. So, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it's the big guy with the little show, live and loud with the Lord. Pause. Nelson, that is. <laughs> the amazing musician, radio host, and hilarious comedian, <laughs> Mr. Butch Coltrane. Thank you so Thank you. much, man. I really Thank appreciate you. Thank you. Look, I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. Look me up on uh, YouTube and Facebook, Butch Coltrane, or Lemmy the Gopher. Look up Lemmy the Gopher. You'll, you'll hear from both of us uh, uh, soon. Yes, indeed. Glad you plugged that. I, I meant to say that also. I'm glad you did that plug, man. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you, man.
I got the hot chicks You did all the fat chicks too And I want to thank you For instance Remember that time down on the beach When the girl walked up with the buck teeth And you took her back and you made out with her And I got it on with a hot ass sister Thanks for banging the skanks While I got the hot chicks did all the rejects too And I want to thank you One more example Remember that time down at Greg's When the girl walked in with the bow legs And you took her back and you made it out with her And I got it on with the babysitter mm. Thanks for banging the skanks While I got the hot chicks You did all the fat chicks too I want to thank you And thanks for banging the skanks While I got the hot chicks You did all the rejects too And I want to thank you Remember that time in the Cadillac When you're humping that girl with the humpback And a car pulled up with a hot chick in it I got out and she let me hit it <laughs> Thanks for banging the skanks while I got the hot chicks. You did all the fat chicks too. What a friend. And I want to thank you. Just like that time you let me get it on with the cute chick with the tattoos on her ankles. And you got it on with the chick with the cankles. So thanks for banging the skanks while I got the hot chicks. You did all the rejects too. And I wanna thank you. We all want safety in our homes, but we've all removed the batteries from our smoke detectors from time to time because they're annoying and impossible to reset, right? Well, no more when you install the X-Sense XS01WT Smart Smoke Detector. This smoke detector works with an app on your phone to provide warnings of all potential issues. No more using a broom handle to reset it either. A simple push of a button on your phone app and it is reset. Go to https colon slash slash bit.ly slash cmspn smoke and get your XSense XS01WT smart smoke detector today.